0: What you got? New vinyl on whatever episode, who gives a shit? Keith and Joel.
1: Okay, um, so remember I got the porn sent to me? Well, uh, it continues. <laughs> I keep getting texts from various guys looking for the same dude, Larry.
0: Slutty Larry.
1: Slutty fucking Larry. <laughs> um, anybody in the gay community, if you know a dude named Larry, tell him his number is up. <laughs>
0: You should give out your number so they know what number to to look out for.
1: (laughs) No, that's opening up shit to worse things. (laughs) But uh, here's a text I just got. Hey there, it's Jack. Just checking to see if I got the right number.
0: (laughs) Which you didn't, Jack. You're apparently not hot enough.
1: And I reply back, wrong number. Is this for a dude named Larry? If so, he's given a fake number. I've gotten this from at least a dozen guys. And his reply sorry, man. And I reply, no worries. Well, we'll see. We'll see Larry, a cunt fucking slut.
0: Fucking Larry. Do you remember that story Jesse Joyce told that he uh, was in uh, the bathroom of some comedy club and who the fuck knows where? And he wrote real high up on the wall, so it'd be hard to erase. He's like, send pictures of your dick to this number and put his friend's number. <laughs> <laughs> his friend still gets dick pictures all the time. From like Cincinnati or some random ass place.
1: Oh, man. I don't know. Like, if you're. Honestly, if you're using a fake number and you use it like all the time, like, you gotta. Yeah, switch
0: it up. I mean, you're fucking that guy. Don't, doesn't he care about you, Joel? <laughs> doesn't Larry what does he know? Okay. You?
1: Hello, this, this is Joel. Hi, this is the guy. This guy has inspired dick pics or, or full-on porn. Said to a guy with two kids, "If I wasn't me, <laughs> if I was like an actually square a guy,
0: if he got them sent to another gay dude, that guy could be cleaning up. Totally. Like this could be a force of good.
1: So if you're if if you're a gay dude cruising and you're giving fake numbers, make sure the other phone number is a gay dude.
0: Totally. What do you think, too? I'm trying to imagine. I mean, I haven't done much gay cruising in my time. Not sure. yet. I'm working up to it. hmm So, I highly doubt that he banged all these dudes and then gave them the fake number, right? I don't know. Maybe he did, I guess. Yeah, because I guess you wouldn't give them the number first. Well, I'm just thinking, like, my assumption was he's given them the number, and then, you know, like, hey, let's hook up later. But then he obviously never does because it's not his number, but maybe he did already bang them. They are gay.
1: Come on, like you only give a fake number after you've been someone i guess yeah it's that next morning like ah, here's my number call me (laughs) and (laughs) you know what i was just thinking of it today so i was
0: bicycling just biking uphill and i got to lawrence and i was at the lawrence mall i don't know why this occurred to me as i was going into the lawrence mall i was thinking of arrested development because me and craig have been watching it again man that show holds up that is so good so good I think even more so because TV in general has really been just not doing it for me, but that show still does, so it makes it even better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of Tobias, where my personal favorite character is George Michael, but for jokes per minute, it's Tobias all the way. It's Absolutely ludicrous how many jokes that guy has, and how funny he is. But he just like so doesn't know that he's gay. And then I was just <laughs> thinking about myself walking into the mall, and I'm like, right now my fucking I'm, I'm clocking in at about getting laid once a year. Like, am I going to turn into Uncle Tobias? If I like, it's. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show, and it still hasn't uh, occurred to me. But I'm like, if I was gay, I just wish my brain would tell me,
1: you know. Well, okay, I. I think your problem is that you dislike women. Well, that was well, that was one thing your mom
0: said uh, in those things. Is like, and I know what she meant, but it's one of those older generation statements of. Uh, like I don't think anybody likes being gay she said. But what she means is it's a hard life and no one would choose that sure. level of like having everyone against you. But but for our generation it's, it's really not. not true. It's like it, it, who cares if you're gay? I just if I was gay I wish I was just gay. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know? Like like you would have no hang-ups about it. If you if you were like Honestly, like if you if you came I out to I could give a shit. I just
0: go fuck a bunch of people. Yeah, like who yeah. cares? Like Louis CK uh, said like the only reason he hasn't sucked the dick is cuz he's scared of it. <laughs> you know? It's like it's like it's not a stigma anymore. It's just a taboo. It's like different.
1: Well, and nobody nobody would treat you any different if you were gay. Because you're already an oddball weirdo as say. If
0: anything, I might get treated a little worse because it's clear that I don't want to fuck the vinyl countdown. <laughs> You'd
1: be like, "What? Yeah. I'm not good enough oh. for your gay ass?" Exactly. No, I, no, I, I think honestly, you're. Well, uh, and I don't, I don't want to offend you. So, so, <laughs> I'll I. I'll flip this table, Joel. <laughs> I'll flip it right but, over. But I would say you're kind of. You're a misogynist to the left. Uh, you're a misogynist wrapped in the shell of a sensitive guy.
0: Well, you know, uh, maybe this ties in with on our previous episode, assuming these are two episodes, I was talking about uh, just, just you know, taking making that effort to be nicer instead of to be meaner. Yeah. I don't even know that it's misogyny so much as just that same impulse except... Uh, Somehow, just with women, it's easier to amplify because, you know, we've all been hurt in the past. And, like, like you get hurt by girls the way that you never get hurt by guys, you know?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, the thing is, is that women are work. They're hard work. You know, like... Like,
0: Like well, I was thinking, like, it would be so weird if, what if I tried to pretend I was gay, but I'm still just jerking off to heterosexual porn all the time, I'm sure my gay live-in boyfriend guy would be
1: like, what the fuck, man? Like, what is <laughs> and, going on? So, why do you never fuck me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh. Yeah, why
0: are you so creeped out when we cuddle? It's like, because you're a dude. <laughs> well, how did this happen? <laughs> this how did I weird. let this happen?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, that's a, uh, It's just this awkward middle. No,
1: no I, I... I think the problem with you is you don't have the patience for women that the rest of us have, you know, because like women are fundamentally frustrating because they're different.
0: I think, yeah, maybe that is, like, the, the change. Like, uh, well, there's this one chick. I'll bleep the name, but it's this girl that Craig knows. Yeah. That uh, when I lived over uh, with Josephine, I lived we're really close to her house, and there was this really brief period where we were hanging out a bit. And, like, I went over to her place, and there were all these opportunities when I could have made something happen. But but she, she just had this habit of cutting people off mid-sentence that infuriated me. And
1: that was uh, enough. See and, and you know what? Like to me this is this is the thing is like any guy, any any sort of I don't know, I, I I'm gonna say like a less sensitive guy will just put up with that crap because there's punanny at the end of it.
0: That is kind of the like what I've been thinking lately, is like maybe I'm ready to fucking shift my way back into and especially if I get a job, I mean it's inevitable. If I'm just around somebody, it, it just I rub off on them, and there you go, and we're yeah. dating. It's like no problem. But, but yeah, it's like, uh, who are, well, I guess me and Craig were talking about this the other day. It's just various people we know and their various girlfriend problems. That that's, that's the when you're young, you just kind of buy in a bit I think to like oh I'll find this perfect person for me whatever but now that we're in our 30s we know it's like if I have a girlfriend it means I'll get laid but it means a lot of stress and drama it just will it does it there's does. no way it won't
1: and, and like you know like if you're married uh, in, my, in my case or, or especially because when Jen and I were married everything was like fucking tickety-boo but now that we have kids in the mix we fight about kids right like and we're still on the same page. We still like get each other, but the the, the difference now is like yeah. we don't get that time to connect as, as uh Oh, awesome. awesome! Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. This thing. Thank you. We've now become the Fish Taco Cast. Woo.
1: Um, yeah, we don't we don't get the time to connect as a couple anymore. So on the off chances that we do, we. We're suddenly reminded why we love each other and like each other and all that stuff. But with a like a regular like sort of like girlfriend boyfriend relationship, that that fight is all about like I have this brain, you have that brain, and why do we not see things the same way? And I think I I think where you go wrong isn't that fucking amazing? That fish taco, by the way, it's not bad. I think where you go wrong is you don't have a tolerance for that. You or know?
0: I've turned off my tolerance. I mean, I have it. I totally have it. But yeah, I've just decided not for now.
1: But then, like, your last girlfriend was Ion who was batshit. Yeah, although, man, that's the other
0: thing, though, about her. Is I really had, there's so many things about her I, I legitimately admired. And so many ways that she was different than other chicks that... You know, but but, undeniably incompatible in the end. But, yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's like, a, I, I think I'm, I'm starting to pull back into that harbor of, like, all right, it's going to be a big pile of bullshit, and it's going to be a big problem, and it's going to be a lot of stress and a lot of work, but it's about time <laughs> to get a girlfriend. Like, why fight it after a while?
1: You know, honestly, having a, a partner, like, at least for... for I mean, I can't speak for gay people, but I definitely know that my my friends who are gay, who are in a relationship, the the dynamic is no different. I mean, you know, somebody is more of a pain in the ass than the other person. You know, this is with heter- with heterosexuals. It's kind of easy because the guy is always clear headed. He might be a pain in the ass too, but he sees things as a as systems whereas women tend to see things as more of our flowing river, if that makes any sense.
0: One thing is also, it's a really nice line in this EXO I did about Louis C.K. He was talking about the how fun it can be to be a dad with kids, especially when you're outside of the influence of the, the mom, is that you can bring male skills to parenting, because they're a whole different set of skills, and it's like the let's get our shit together and let's do this and let's the, you know like you can plan and figure out stuff in a whole different way it's so true and yeah that it can be totally fun
1: actually on, on that note um, over the summer of me being off Jet and I have bonded to probably probably well in my, in my opinion awesome level but uh, you know I, I think it sort of breaks Jen's heart a little bit cuz today he hurt himself and the second he falls down he goes dada dada <laughs> and Jens like oh my god he's not calling for his mom I'm like I I'm sorry but like you know we're rocking
0: the, this shit what do you, with, you want
1: me to do but with the new baby it's like I've been his main I've been his main go-to and like it breaks my heart cuz I got go to go back to work in a week And uh, it's going to be hard for me. It's going to be hard for him because, like, we've literally, like, spent all our time together. And it's, like, to the point where he wakes up in the middle of the night and has a nightmare. I've got, like, a little single bed in his room. So if he's had a nightmare, I'm like, okay, Dad will sleep here in the single bed until you fall asleep. And most of the time I just fall asleep. Right. (laughs) And then I wake up in the morning in his room kind of thing. But, like... Like, I'm now his main support where, like, I can't, I cannot picture my dad doing that. No. You know, like...
0: It really is, yeah. Like, I was thinking about that with my dad, too. And, uh, again, with old Louis. Because uh, for all, you know, Louis C.K.'s weirdness, he's clearly a pretty good dad. And just when he has stories about just even just talking to his kids and explaining stuff. There's a little story I put in this ep- this episode about him trying to explain thunderstorms to one of his daughters, but he doesn't want to demystify it totally because... He knows part of why she's scared of it is that it kinda of thrills her and he doesn't want to take that away. Just that he put that level of thought into it. I'm like, my dad never, not ever. <laughs> you know? I like you can never just sit down and talk to him about stuff. Just not ever.
1: I see a big difference in the way like like I know my dad loves me and I know he really I think he wants more from me than I, I can give him, but a big part of the reason is that <sighs> There was a lot of effort that he never gave me. You know, like... uh, You know, I was artistically inclined. My mom totally nurtured that. You know, my dad just kind of scoffed and was like... "Uh, You know, that's a loser's game. And you'll never make any money. It turns out he's right. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like at the same... That's not the the
0: point, goddammit.
1: That's not the point. You know, the point is, is like... Okay, I'm... I'm not an athlete. I'm not, like, sporty in any way. Jet has already shown interest in in sports.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know if I ever told you this. I told uh, Jen, but one of the very few days that I was like, when, when, no, it wouldn't have been that long ago because how old is Jet? Anyway, for whatever reason, I was babysitting Jet, and I had him, like, out in a stroller. It was, like, the only time ever that I, like, took him out to a park and stuff. And as soon as he saw kids playing basketball, Holy balls, he just could not take his eyes off the basketball.
2: He let out.
0: It was crazy.
1: And now, him and I, like when we go to the park, I have to bring a basketball. Right? Because he wants, and and we go to, um, don't be creepy, Sororan Park. And in Sororan Park, they've got a little toddler sized basketball. So I go with him and we play basketball and he shoots hoops. I think and that's he? the same
0: park I was at actually with him. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, but he, he shoots it at the toddler basketball. And that's all he wants to do. I'm like, okay. And, in fact, we were there today, and he immediately ran to the court. And he was like, ba-ball, ba-ball. I'm like, "Uh, we didn't bring a ball today. And I'm like, could we play in the house? (laughs) And Because they have, like, playhouses and shit. But he was really disappointed that we didn't have a ball to play with. But anyway, so, like, the point is, is, like, I'm not sporty, but if my kid is sporty, I'm going to fucking learn how to be sporty. And he
0: clearly is. Isn't that crazy, too, how clear it becomes? Like, how quickly? There's something I wonder about with my dad. I mean, somehow I always got this vibe that he totally wanted to have a daughter, and he's disappointed. I think that's what my brother was all about. Like, let's try once more for a daughter, and he didn't get one. But, like, yeah, I can see how... I mean, there are some kids that just suck balls. Like, you know, as much as I like being around kids... You there's there's no question. There's times when you just you rolled the dice and you got a kid who's a nonstop pain in the ass. That would suck.
1: I, th- I think they're all a pain in the ass at a certain point, but <clears throat> I've definitely noticed like going to playgrounds and hanging out with other parents. Honestly, like I mean, right now the world is weird because parents are having their kids older, and the problem with parents having their kids older is they're so. They're so smart about stuff. You know, they're so aware of dangers and all this sort of shit that, like, a 21-year-old would totally fucking throw their child into harm's way because they wouldn't know anybody. Whereas, like, older parents just tend to protect their kids more, and it makes them awful children. <laughs> right. Like, Like, some of these kids on the park are just dickheads, like they're fucking assholes and I really just like I want to slap the parents and be like just fucking monitor this like just make your children good people, right? because they're not they're fucking entitled faces, you know, and uh, and honestly the only way to make your kids like good people is to let them hurt themselves and let them like go off slightly out of your view, you know, like like, make sure they're not killing themselves, but let them get hurt. It's not a big deal. Anyway.
0: It really has changed, like, crazy, like, in these old Opie and Anthony's that I'm listening to. Like, Louis is 44, and I think Anthony is 50, and they were talking about when they were kids, like, literally just like, all right, I'm going out. Or they wouldn't even tell anyone they're going out, and they'd go hang out with their friends and bike ride way far away and just be gone all day. Or uh, Louis, like, he... Uh, his mom didn't get home until after work so like after school he'd go home and just be home by himself for hours like Uh,
1: that was my childhood yeah you know and actually when i was back i I was calling my mom i was like saying well we were latchkey children my mom was so offended Uh, no you were not i'm like well i had a key to the house on a shoestring and i let myself in after school what would you call that it's weird too, where it really has
0: changed. Where I lived pretty close to my elementary school, but it was a good 15 minute walk, mm-hmm. maybe 20 minutes. Even that, if I had a kid, that seems crazy. Like you just, oh, I assume he showed up. I guess they would call you, right? If you weren't there, they'd call to see why the kid wasn't at school. I don't, I don't know, know if they did though, yeah. Like, I don't know. If something went wrong, you wouldn't know until like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. <laughs> like, that seems crazy to me.
1: I just think parents, like, in the 80s or or earlier, just, like, there was no fear about that, right? So it's like, well, here's the house key, you're old enough, let yourself in, whatever. But I can remember, like, coming home for lunch and cooking eggs for me and my sister, and then, like, Inspector Gadget was on or whatever, and then we went back to school and then I came home and I was in shit because the egg I was cooking had exploded all over the ceiling. You know, it's, it was like, because we just left. <laughs> we just went back to school without food. Because oh, that's what you do when you're on a room.
0: I remember with school, it's so weird because I really don't like school anymore and I hate teachers telling me what to do. But I remember uh, when I was in first grade having like the flu, like a total flu and just like this horrible head headache and head cold and i went to school anyway because i liked it and i thought it was important <laughs> like how, how things have changed it seems so insane now it does like i remember like giving my mom the like like oh man i feel pretty sick and she's like should you you know, want to stay home and i was like no i can make it <laughs> i was so just in such bad shape that was dumb
2: uh,
1: Sorry, I have more to say, but I just got to finish shooting with yeah, this I got to go. pee.
0: I got to pee, too, so let's, let's break. All right, I'm recording. So, uh, the rose man is selling roses. Would it be weird if I bought you a rose, Joel?
1: Uh, it would be pretty weird, but...
0: You didn't even ask us. Just assumes we're not gay lovers. I'm offended. fucking...
1: You know what? Honestly, I hate the rose guy. Yeah. Because, like... Let's say you're a lady, and here we are on our date, and Rose Guy shows up. You're not going to be impressed if I buy a rose from Rose Guy?
0: You know what? First time I uh, went on a date with Erica in Vancouver, Rose Guy showed up. Yeah, and I was just like, nah, like, I don't know. I don't need to. I can't do with the roses. And then she was like, but it's so weird because I'm like, I don't know. Would that be a thing I should do or whatever? But then she was like, man, I'm glad you didn't buy a rose from the Rose Guy. That'd be fucking weird. It's <laughs> like, Good. We seem to be on the same wave, like, about the, uh, the rose guy.
1: No, I honestly, I don't understand. Like, unless you're, like, fucking 17, and that's. Sh- okay, if you're 17, that shit is impressive. But if you're. Because if you're a grown person, it looks like. It looks like you, A, forgot to buy a rose for your date, or you're such a retard that you think that buying a rose from Rose Guy is going to get you some immediate play. Fuck you, rose guy. Fuck you. I'm looking right at you. Fuck you. Anyway.
0: It doesn't seem like it works that well. Has he sold any roses? I don't see any roses missing out of his bouquet.
1: No, because he's in a room full of grown people. Mm. It's like wrong area, wrong bar, wrong everything. Oh, wait. nope. No.
0: I wonder how much it is for a rose.
1: Fuck those guys. I hate those guys.
0: All right, so let me get to my little story I was going to tell that happened this morning. So, first thing I did, first thing, is I'm like, I just woke up and I was like, all right, I should go just fucking, I should go get some writing done. And I always find it easier outside of the house on my little phone with the the keypad thing. It's a little hard on the thumbs after a while, but it's just nice because you're not lugging a computer. Even if I had a netbook, like this thing literally fits in the pocket. So I just got a little word processor for it, and I just type away. And it's slow going, but you know, I don't write that fast anyway, so it's all good. And I go to Tim Hortons a lot because I like shitty Tim Hortons coffee, because it's what I grew up on. And it's like where the old people hang out, you know? It's like, there's this really cool coffee shop really close to my house uh, on college, that like if I opened a coffee shop, it would probably be like that, but ironically, I don't want to go there. It's like weirdly intimidating, because it's all like, what passes for a hipster in Toronto, and You know, it's like everyone's there working on their stupid novel, and it's just like... I'd rather... I don't want to go to coffee time. That's too much. Like, think Dunkin' Donuts, if you're American. Or less. Worse than Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. So Tim Hortons is a nice middle, right? So I'm there with all my old people, and I got my headphones in, and I'm working on my little thing. So this... Oh, and I should say, since I buzzed all my hair last week, it's just immediate immediate difference in just the way women look at you. Like, I don't look like a dirty beachcomber anymore. (laughs) Like, even just here at the bar, if I'm just walking to go to the bathroom, it's just that little difference where when someone glances up, they keep looking at you instead of just looking away. <laughs> you
1: know I, I have notes on your hair, but uh, you know,
0: yeah, I tend to go for the extremes, but yeah. but absolutely the the buzzed hair, at least I just come off then as a, I'm just another dude, and that's a big sure. step up from being long hair scummy guy. So I was at this Tim Hortons, and this chick came and sat at the table next to me, who was she was definitely too young, but she was probably like twenty one or something kind of a blossom thing going on like too much of a hat way too weird of a fucking flowery bullshit sure but then she like pulled out of her book bag like a book and a couple of cassette tapes like 80s like cassette tapes Uh, which fucking
1: retro fucking hipster i know right
0: which later on the way home i saw that someone had a bunch out on their lawn like take what you want so that's clearly where they came from i remember i looked over at those and got this big grin like there's that's the that's the conversation in that's the like cassettes yeah. like what the hey shit.
1: did you get the cassettes off the take what you want thing no, or even yeah, just yeah, what yeah. are
0: those or why do you have them or whatever and for whatever reason like I just got that sense that if I had taken out my headphones this chick was just open and I could have totally just blabbed to her but I and I was like but I just I've just never really done that type of thing and I'm just I just so I just didn't I was like whatever I'm here with my earplug headphones in and I'm working on my thing and I just kept working. But then, you know, when she got up later and left, and she was walking through the parking lot, and I looked at her through the window, and it was totally this look of just like, dude, you could have talked to me. Like it was so clear, right? Right. And uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, we're just like, I just, what's the deal with all that? (laughs) Like I'm just not that guy who ever does that stuff. I guess all I had to do was go, hey, cassette tapes. Like I guess that's the impulse I should have followed. I mean,
1: honestly, um, back on a single, I I would like. I don't know I I like flirting like that that was my I think I still like flirting because I still do it but uh, it's um, it's just sort of a bit of a game right like it's it's not a matter of like okay will she react to this will she like come home with me or whatever it's just like hey can we have a little like cute little conversation a
0: meet cute yeah that's what they say in movies
1: like, I, I don't know. I, uh, I was definitely better at this a few years ago, but I also was married and didn't have kids. But, like, it was, uh, it's really just like, hey, can I hold your attention for, you know, a minute? I don't know. I love that I love that shit. I love flirting.
0: So I guess that's a huge difference. Like, that really stood out to me when uh, Brother Love, last time he was on Keaton the Girl mentioned how when he's at like the supermarket he loves to pick the line with the hottest chick so he can talk to her while he's getting his stuff where I absolutely do the opposite I feel so uncomfortable when I'm in line and there's a hot cashier I way prefer the old lady cashier because then it's just comfortable it's just not weird Like, so I don't know maybe I shouldn't maybe it's a, a pointless fight for me to try to get past this because I'm clearly just not that type
1: Okay, well, here's an example. So, Jed and I took separate flights from Jen and Griffin. uh, Because, well, the logistical reason is that uh, Jen's friend gave her air miles to fly on Air Canada. And I paid for mine on WestJet to go back to Calgary. So, we, we, we flew back on the same day. And so I'm like, okay, I'll meet you at Terminal 1, which to meet Jen on Terminal 1 involves a tram to, to go over there. Uh, so Jed and I get our luggage, and I'm like, okay, we have to take a tram. And he goes, choo-choo, and I'm like, yep, yeah, a train. Okay, because it's been great, because he's been learning a few words since, like, since Alberta, because he's, uh, he's been hanging out with a cousin who can talk. So he's picked up a ton of stuff. But um, so as we're going to meet Jen, we're on the uh, tram to the next thing. And it goes it goes over like it's above the terminals. So there's a certain point where when you look out the window, you don't see a track and you just see down below. And he goes, Fry. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's right. We're flying on a train. And we get off. And uh, we're taking the elevator down, and these two, like, super hot stewardesses are also waiting for the same elevator. I'm like, after you, ladies. And they're like, well, we should probably wait till the uh, elevator opens. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such a dork in my head. But but I tend to play it cool. And then we get in the elevator, and Jack goes, choo, choo. And I go, ah, yeah, we just took the tram here. So he thinks everything's a train. And they giggle and whatever. And I'm like, and uh, and as we're leaving, I'm like, high five to Jet. And he gives me a high five. And at this point, I understand that he has no idea what I'm talking about. But I'm like, you are my perfect wingman. (laughs) If shake goes wrong, you are my wingman.
0: (laughs) Well, it's like people always talk about dogs. Like, that's the best thing. But I just don't think it would be that way for me, where I'd just be like, yeah, we both got dogs, all right, as I'm inching away. Like, that's, that's me and my doggie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Here's my dog. But, like, when you have a one-year-old son, like, oh, God, man, it's, like, I'm constantly telling Jen that, like, when Jen and I go out together, it's like, if I was single, holy fuck, could, could I pick up? Because it's like, yeah, he's the ultimate wingman, because he's adorable, it's a conversation piece. You, you
0: clearly are a, a responsible <clears throat> exactly.
1: caring man. I, lo- I look like I got my shit together. It's man. it's it's amazing. So, yeah, like uh, I think uh, like divorcee dads who like, actually take care of their kids, yeah. they probably clean up quite well. Yeah. So, my advice to you is knock somebody out. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: and then everything <laughs> will just fall into place. I exactly. was thinking even with the coffee shop thing, it was unusually... Uh, clear today and I just didn't follow up but uh, somebody posted on Twitter recently uh, sweeping the internet it was this thing that this lady in LA wrote where she uh, takes the subway in LA home every night and happens to be hot uh, but she doesn't play it up according to her (laughs) she probably does but thinks she doesn't and, like, reads a book so she can just, like, you know, ignore people. And it was kind of like the chronicle of her never-ending life of, like, hey, what you reading? Like, just always getting hit on by weird jerk-offs. And so like, well, it's just, like, I don't want to be the weird (laughs) jerk-off.
1: No, but you know what? Like, I don't know. Um, My advice to anybody is, like, listen to a shitload of pulp records. Uh, Pulp, the U.K. band, not... Pulp, I, I don't know what else there is, but... Uh, there's probably someone. Someone life sucks. Like You listen to Pulp, different class, and it's all about Jarvis Cocker singing about how he's a scumbag, but that's okay, I'm just going to go with it anyway. And I really feel that was so helpful to me. Like, I don't know, like, Pulp, to this day, is my favorite band, but there's sort of a reason, because it was a, a bit of my passage into manhood, is like kind of understanding that y- you are a jerk off and it's okay just be a jerk off like just don't think about it too much you know like if, if you're too because I, like, I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like you suffer from sort of being too cerebral and being like too sensitive guy in a way
0: I don't know, I even think that's kind of probably given me too much credit. It's just it's just being scared. <laughs> that's really what it is.
1: <laughs> but being scared, like what is there to be scared of, I guess is the question.
0: And I guess well I mean, I really think some of the most awful times of my whole life have been cause of chicks. <laughs> you know, I think there is something to be scared of. <laughs> I think that's a legitimate fear.
1: But yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so if you have a penchant for crazy, maybe hit on a girl that doesn't activate that, oh my god, she's so cool, because she's into, you know, like, animal rights, or like, whatever, just like, you know, look for somebody who's just kind of not into stuff, you know what I mean, like, like, I find, like, girls who are into things that you're into are fucking crazy, like, any girl who's into the things that guys are into is crazy,
0: yeah, that's probably true.
2: <laughs>
1: Girl isn't into a a thing that guys are into, she's probably normal, you know, because like girls should be into what girls are into, and
0: man, that's the other thing though. If I just you know, once I get back and get a job and stuff, like I really kind of self impose this exile where I've just you know been staying at home and having mom pay the rent and working on my art and shit. But it's like it's it is kind of amazing how every time I'm It reminds me how easy it is once I'm in a situation where I'm around people. I mean, even, I guess I'll bleep the name, but when I was in New York, hanging out with Keith and Hemda and all their little group, me and... I mean, instantly. It was just so quick. Within three days, it was obvious that she liked me. And it wasn't until the very end when I was depressed and hated my life that I was like, fuck it, I'll just do it. And we really did it. We totally hooked up. It's easy. It's no problem. It's just that I'm not around people. I'm not around girls the way yeah. my life is. And I just, yeah, I guess I can't really do that, picking up someone at a rent, at a bookstore or something. I just, I don't know.
1: But, I mean, uh, I think uh, a big truth into that is, like, having a job. Yeah. Like, it sounds stupid, but it's like...
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I think that's one reason, too, I did, like, with uh, before. It's just, yeah, it's like... I'm living on a shoestring, and like, I hey, let's go out and do stuff. Well, I really can't, and it just shame spiral. And you're just like, well, yeah, let's just not bother. <laughs> let's just forget all this.
1: Okay, now now, if you get this coffee shop job,
0: <laughs> somehow somehow I don't but, know, but how let's I'm gonna pull that up
1: <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure sure you just apply, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't think you need to worry about it. And honestly, please, please, put Keith and the girl on your resume. If you need help right. sorting out your resume, uh, I can do that for you. Uh, I can make it... Yeah, there,
0: there's a huge gap that, yeah, I should just figure out some ways to explain it. No, no. no. It,
1: like, the truth is, is, like, you are working and you need to, like, just say, hey, I was trying a showbiz thing. It didn't work out. Right. You know? You're not the only coffee shop employee you tried a showbiz thing.
0: Particularly because I prefer part time. That's an easy sell. It's like, yeah, work on the side a little, bit you need something stable. Yeah. Got to make sure I can pay the rent.
1: Exactly. But but the thing is, is like, I really, really can't stress this enough. Is you should have this coffee shop on top of the parents' stipend.
0: Yeah. I mean, my plan is, I'm uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't plan on telling them to stop, but I'm going to try to stop spending their money. My idea is to put it aside, maybe in a different account or something, and then if I do want to open my own coffee shop or something in a year or a year and a half, if I can go like, look at this, I got 15 grand already that you already gave me, <laughs> like, that's a pretty good, that's a well, good vote I, of confidence.
1: I just sort of feel like, uh, you know, like, I feel like there is that guilt level of, oh, I'm living on my parents whatever, but I... <laughs> If I had the opportunity and I could work on top of it,
0: right, and I mean, but that's the thing too is I don't want to get some shitty coffee shop job and then just start buying a bunch of bullshit. Like I managed to live in Vancouver; that city's expensive as hell on three days a week at a coffee shop. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. similar to the life I have now, where it's just a lot of, a lot of rice. <laughs> a lot of
1: no, dope. but like you should be buying better food. You should be like living like a like a regular human, but. You know, like having a coffee shop job alone, at three days a week or whatever, it's not. It's never going to replace the amount of money you actually need to live. Like, I'm sorry, like the rest of us. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, we can all make fun of you and say, ah, oh, yeah, Keith, trust fund hobo. But like, the hobo part is, is pretty accurate. Like,
0: yeah. It's not not wrong. <laughs>
1: you know, like like you're living on the edge
0: but i do legitimately think it's and it is it's easy to fall into just living beyond your means it's so easy
2: and i don't i don't
0: want to start doing that
1: no you just you just put a certain amount aside with the goal that i'm going to open up this thing and i'm going to try and do it without asking my parents but you kind of need that extra support because honestly part-time work and like it's just not enough
0: yeah, it was weird in Vancouver. It was like I would work like two whole weeks just to pay my rent, which was only three seventy five. dollars yeah. And then the other two weeks was like, all oh, right, now I can buy some food and shit. I guess and that's the other thing, though, is like where I don't want to spend money on stuff because my entertainment, if I would just fucking put my nose to the grindstone, really is working on books and making a documentary and shit. Like, I got all the stuff that I need. Yeah, like buying a bunch of crap is not going to help.
1: No. And you're a minimalist anyway. It's like buying a bunch of crap is not it's not really it doesn't really matter. I don't know. Like like my situation right now is like we have a bunch of crap and we don't have enough space to house all of it. You know, like and now like we don't make enough money to buy a bunch of crap, but yet we still have all this crap that we did spend money on it at different points in our life and you know so we keep wanting bigger accommodations and
0: man I remember too like that year that I babysat it would just drive me bananas when like Allie's birthday came around And all the relatives, who I never heard hide nor hair of the whole year, suddenly they're sending her, like, dumb playhouses and stupid shit and all this plastic junk that she never used. She had, like, two toy chests full of shit she didn't care about at all. And I'm like, ah, just, I can really use some diapers. (laughs) You know, like, what is all this crap? But I guess that's their role as outsiders, is they can't really buy anything helpful. (laughs) No, honestly, like,
1: when we came back from Alberta, we had to bring two extra suitcases from my sister's place and we had to take two cars to the airport. We, I had to take a cab and Jen, my sister drove Jen and the boys in the other car and then when we got home to Toronto, we had a friend pick us up who had to take two trips to get us. It's just like kids like suddenly come with all this crap and you're like
0: and they just I mean at least in my experience she didn't ever care she had like the one like doll that she liked and the books that she liked the books a lot and then uh, we had a whole like kids piano the only person who ever used the piano was me
1: (laughs) (laughs) no honestly like Jet's favorite toy is the door to the garbage (laughs) you know like that's his favorite toy you know, and it, it's brutal, because, you you know, like, family members buy all this shit, and you're like, okay, great, now what do we do with it? Like, we have a whole box of toys that we're donating just because we don't have the space for them, you know? And, like, he will never know they're gone. Right. <laughs> you know, like, it's all stuff that he's played with for two seconds, and... He's gotten bored of
0: That's something I can't remember where Some parenting book I read Yeah, and that was one of their things Was like, just cut your kids' toys down to one box One box of toys The most I actually even With my minimal hobo lifestyle I gave two big bags of clothes To uh, the Salvation Army the other day I am just like, I really never wear these Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. it Everyone's got way too much shit. Well, we finished our fish tacos. We're out of beer. I guess we should probably wrap this up. I didn't even pull out my dumb notes.
1: Let's let's get through your dumb notes.
0: Yeah, I mean they'll be handy. Well, they'll be handy if we do another show before I go. So I'll just glance at them and see if anything useful's in
1: them.
0: Twilight Zone. <laughs> I Actually, put notes that I love the Twilight Zone. Oh, my bike pedal. That's not a bad story. Maybe I should do that. Okay. Well, also just real quick, because there's a little Twitter debate going on today. I realized yesterday night while watching Twilight Zone that uh, our moon doesn't have a name isn't it weird that our moon isn't called anything I was thinking how like Saturn has a moon called Titan like all the other moons have cool names
1: well technically ours is called Luna
0: right but that's well then that's what I got into this little Twitter thing with with Picard and some other Twitter guy that he knows that yeah there's Luna there's Terra and there's Sol but those are all just Latin words for the moon dirt and the sun like they don't really have a name I just think that's weird that, is it, I mean, I guess it's that we're so self-centered that we just have the moon and the earth, but it seems like the opposite of that to me. It's like, we're so important and we didn't even name our shit.
1: Well, earth is a, you know, like... I mean, if we were to encounter aliens, it's not like they're going to call the Earth anything else.
0: Right. You know, (laughs) they're
1: they're still going to call it Earth.
0: Yeah, they don't call their thing the Earth. Exactly. It's probably made of Mercury And and, and
1: same thing with the moon. They're still going to call it the moon. Right. You know, like theirs is called the... (laughs) You know?
0: And that was a little thing that, uh, I think it was in the sitting around the fireplace audio, but I cut it because there was a lot of outside noise. But it was a really interesting point you brought up I never thought of, that if UFOs did show up, I think it was your father-in-law was oh, like, yeah. yeah, UFOs for sure, but that they would probably be robot-navigated. I never thought of that before. Like,
1: uh, th- this is an argument with me and my stepdad because he's he's fully on board with... Actually, can you can you just like maybe put that clip at the end even though it's bad yeah, audio? Yeah, I'll dig it up, sure. Um, yeah, my stepdad and I... He's talking about how it, he fully believes in Roswell, even though he calls it something Rosewater. Uh, <laughs>
0: Rosewater. I remember
1: that. I forget what the fuck he calls it, but uh, <laughs> but we got into this whole argument. He's like, uh, "Yeah, I believe in UFOs that aliens have visited this planet," and I'm like, "I'm talking about physics and how it's like so impossible." And it's <laughs> right. like, I'm like, honestly. He's like, "Well, we went to Mars." I'm like, "No, we didn't." <laughs> Robots went to Mars. So, really, if anything's going to come here, it's going to be some fucking dumb robot.
0: Yeah, and I never thought of that. Yeah, whatever they are, they can't breathe our atmosphere or exactly. anything. They can't even really eat our food. Like, just nothing would fit. So, yeah, it makes sense that it would be robot UFOs, if if anything.
1: If anything, right? I,
0: I never thought of that ever. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I'm a smart guy, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. That was, that was nice, though,
1: the robot. Yeah, so, know, like... No, I I honestly think that, like, if, if aliens have visited our planet, or will, they're going to do robots first. They're not going to do, like, the, the greys are not going to come first. That's just silliness. They're just going to send their clunky bullshit to check us out. I remember
0: that really blew my mind when I first read that somewhere, about how our, like, makeup is, like, the same as everything, basically. Like it's all everything around us, all of the stuff on the earth. It's the same approximate percentages, and uh, and that's why we can interact with it. But if we tried to yes. eat a carrot or something from thank another you. from Alpha Centauri or something or Beta, whatever the fuck, or what's the? Yeah, I noticed you referenced the Futurama planet. What's it called?
1: Uh, Omicron Persei. <laughs> CIA. <laughs> that's
0: it. That we just literally can't digest it. Just yes, thank you because it's just not like us. And, I don't know, it was, like, demoralizing. And I'll get tacos, I'll throw in some. Cool. That uh, that we're not supposed to leave. Like, we're not meant to leave, and maybe we can. Thank you for the birthday beer.
1: Absolutely. Happy birthday.
0: Thank you. Cheers. Sir. Cheers. Sorry. Uh, to finally being grown up. Uh, we'll we'll see, see how this goes. Yeah, I don't know. It just really seems clear that, like, I always thought of human beings as... Like rats in a way, and it, rats in the good sense that, you know, will eventually spread out across the galaxy and then no one will ever be able to get rid of us. We'll just be around forever. But I don't know that we can really you know, survive anywhere else. Even Mars, I I saw a show about Mars, and because there's no atmosphere, there's constantly tiny rocks hitting the planet. And if one of those hits you and goes to your spacesuit, you're dead. Yeah. Like, that's not a good place to live.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, the whole idea about Mars would be to terraform it, right? Right. Because it's...
0: But then they do those biodome tests and no one has pulled it off yet. (laughs) Everyone goes crazy and the oxygen level's wrong and it's just, like, horrible.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's, there's plenty of things. But the, uh, the big issue about human beings is we're tailor made for this planet. So this is it. You know, like, we have to do some crazy genetic modification in order to live elsewhere. And and we can do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. That could be a that could be a workaround. That'd be kind of yeah. Cool. No,
1: uh, I mean we could do it. But it,
0: oh yeah, like you send you know those arc ships where people just grow up and generations are born and die on the ship till you get where you're going. But you have yeah. every generation get more and more like where you're going. That'd
1: be cool. yeah. Because you just you incrementally change atmospheres and whatever. Evolution is amazing. Like we like we could do it, but it's it's having this like crazy foresight to understand that like okay so we're going to omicron per cia and yeah it's got oxygen but there's a little bit more co2 than we're used to uh, a fraction of percent difference is huge but human beings are insanely resilient resilient we could fix that over generations. But you have to do it in generations. You can't do it overnight. You can't just go to another planet.
0: So that's our space segment. <laughs> I think I had something else in here. Let me see. Oh, yeah, the pedal falling on my bike. So it's actually other Keith's bike because I've been using it a lot. And uh, I had this really loud squeak whenever we would pedal, like just this creaking So uh, I figured it was probably just random, you know, needs to be looped up. So I got some WD-40 and sprayed it all over, and it totally worked. But then I'm biking along, and I'm, like, west of High Park, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And my pedal starts shifting back and forth. Like, it feels like my one leg. Like it's
1: sort of like the access is wobbling?
0: Yeah, like left and right. So only on one side, but it felt like I was pedaling in sand, kind of. Like, it just keeps shifting and going back and forth. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I kind of got off the main highway and a little, like, off to the side. And then the pedal just fell right the fuck off. (laughs) I was like, Jesus, I'm glad I got off the road before that happened. So, um, uh, and then I had it kind of propped up and looking at it and I was like, how do I fix this? Turns out I'm just so mechanically uninclined. Like, later when I figured out how to put this pedal back on, it was no big problem. It was just that there was a cap on the pedal. If I took the cap off, I would have saw an everyday bolt. And I could have finger tightened it enough to get home but I saw this weird flat cap and I'm like what kind of bizarre tool from the future do I need to make this do anything and I just didn't get it at all so I put the pedal in my pocket and I walked the stupid bike all the way home and then I was like oh Jesus when Keith gets home he's going to see the pedal laying on the ground (laughs) i got to figure this out but I couldn't figure it out, and I was like, but I know if I go to a bike store, they're going to fix it in one minute, and I'm going to feel dumb, and it's going to cost money.
1: But the pedal, it should cost you about 10 bucks.
0: Yeah, it would have been no big deal, I guess. But, but yeah, then I finally found some online resources and whatever and and figured out we actually had a socket wrench that we had at home, and I totally fixed the pedal. But... I texted Keith and I was like, just in case he came home and I wasn't home and wanted to use the bike and he saw the pedal on the ground, I figured I should warn him. Like, man, something happened with the WD-40, the pedal came off. So, you know, the bike's out of commission. Then I fixed the bike and got the pedal back on and tightened it all up. And I was like, yeah, I did it, tool time, fell well proud. Texted him back like, all right, bike's fixed, right on. But then the next day, I was like, all right, let's go take this bike out. What I neglected to notice was that when I put the new pedal back on, the other, in a down position, the other pedal was also in the down position. Oh. <laughs> so, so the two pedals were both down. And I was starting to think, like, could you possibly ride that? Like, maybe if you had one of those old-timey bikes, and then you could do it like you were rowing, kind and so, of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: like, and, um,
0: I don't think I yeah. ever could, but... But I had tightened it so much, I could not for the life of me get the pedal back off. And I never felt so dumb, you know, because it's like now Keith's going to come home and see that I've ruined his bike because the two pedals are pointing the same way because I'm just an idiot. (laughs) Ah, like it was the worst. And then I finally got it off and fixed it. And he's none the wiser because I haven't seen him since then because he just is never home. (laughs) But... That was my pedal adventure, though. I got a text, actually, from Picard right when the pedal fell off. He's like, hey, me and Langtree are going to Taco Bell because they have uh, spicy chicken burrito temporarily. You want to come meet me? And I ended up getting back there in time, but that was when I had to walk it home. And I'm like, I can't. I'm stranded. My pedal fell off. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So that's, I mean, it's, I guess it's all not much of a story, see, but I that's the story.
1: I don't know. I, I've been blasted and I don't know whether, like, I do have to. I have to give my dad credit for this, but like um, when I was a kid, my dad taught me how to take apart and put together everything I own.
0: See, that would be nice to know.
1: And now, as an adult, it means that I'm I'm pretty able to figure out most machinery.
0: And this this was so simple too. I should have <laughs> I should have figured this out. It was
1: nothing it, to it. Like, one needs to go up. One needs to go down. You just have to angle, it is such tighten tight in the bolt, boom.
0: Yeah, and this little cap thing that fucked me up out on the field, like, I could have got a dime and just, like, pried it off. And, well, and then
1: the cap is, it's the only reason it exists is it protects dirt from getting into the actual bolt, right? right? Otherwise, it's useless.
0: It was weird, too. I can't quite figure out exactly what happened, like, what, because I lubed it all up, so I guess as I was pedaling, it was somehow unscrewing itself. It's weird. I don't know what was going on there. But.
1: So I don't know if I told you this, but like well, when when I was in my 20s, I, I was a scooter rider.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you had the, the famous story of you dropped the uh, the cigarettes, the carton of cigarettes, while making a U-turn. I love that story.
1: So my scooter...
0: It's in the episode Night Court.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So at a certain point, my the muffler on my scooter had rusted out. And it suddenly was way loud. And this particular scooter, the Bolt, because the Bolt had rusted off and I couldn't get it off, I was kind of fucked. If I had actually thought about it, I probably could have paid a mechanic to replace it, but I I wasn't that smart. So what I ended up doing is I ended up buying another scooter, and I decided over the summer that I was going to make a super scooter out of the two scooters nice. so I took both bikes apart <laughs> and I know nothing about mechanics and basically just looked at every part and decided visually if one was better than the other
2: <laughs> nice.
1: and put all the bad parts on one side and the good parts on the other and then reassembled the scooter. I had a ton of leftover parts, which is not a good sign. <laughs> but the fucker ran.
0: <laughs> and it was noticeably cooler, like better?
1: It, it, was, it was better. I actually made it work. I had never been so proud of myself in my life. I had rebuilt, I had stripped the scooter down to its... Like, I took everything, frame, band, body panel, engine, everything apart and... Just intuitively reassembled it and made two bikes.
0: Man, that sounds like a nightmare to me because much, much simpler things. I've had that where I'll I'll take it apart and then I'm like, I'm sure I'll be able to figure it out, and then I can't get it back together. Like it's hard to do.
1: Oh no, it it was a nightmare, and it was a fucking like it was scary as shit because I'm I like I either I bought this bike that somebody said they couldn't get started. I bought it for three hundred dollars. Good deal. Because he couldn't get it started. And then I had this bike that had like, cheers. I had this other scooter where the muffler bolt had actually fallen off, so it was like way too loud to ride. And so I I basically reassembled both. And it was the happiest day when I was like, I was like ready and I thought I had it together. And I turned the little start button on, gave it some gas, hit the start button, and it started up, and I was just like Holy shit, I rule.
2: <laughs>
1: so I totally fixed this bike. But right. the tragedy is that this broken bike had a cracked engine block. And I didn't know because I wasn't smart enough to figure that out. And died like two months later. Oh, man. Even though I gave it, I gave a new life. And the really loud bike, um, the one that was made out of all the like crappy Frankenstein parts, actually ended up surviving forever.
2: (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, yeah. I was going to think, it's
0: kind of fun biking around when things do go wrong, like, slowly learning and piecing together my kind of knowledge about stuff. Because at this point that's the only way I'm going to learn, is as things go wrong. Like, that's what it was like to be a projectionist, because there's like, uh, I don't know, conservatively 800 things that can go wrong with a projector. But by the time I got there it wasn't a union job anymore it was just above minimum wage so they're of course not going to actually train people for all these things so you only learn them as they go wrong right so you have some real stressful days but you start banking this knowledge about projectors and I think that's why I worked there for like almost a year and then went back home and then came back and worked there for six more months and that second six months is when I won Employee of the Month because I was, like, the greatest projectionist in the fucking minimum-wage world had ever seen. But, yeah, it was, like, a fun thing to, like... Despite the stress, it's like, I know so much shit about projectors now. And now it's a totally useless thing that doesn't matter.
1: Well, no, not necessarily, because, I mean, even if you were...
0: The generalized skills, yeah, those are useful.
1: But, like, yeah, it's all digital now, but, like, an old projectionist... Somebody's gotta fucking do it Somebody's gotta press the play button
0: Well Katie Kaboom <laughs> sent me an article She found about um, Toronto Where in Toronto they still have old school projectors In case I wanted to get that job again The only real bet is the tip light box Because they do uh, Toronto film festival stuff So they they keep one around just in case. Yep. But that's almost it There's a couple other ones but they're going down fast So I'd have to move to basically to Tijuana Or something <laughs> and chase the old projectors
1: yeah, no, that's true.
0: But it was really fun. And, yeah, I mean, it was just good in general. Like, yeah, like, it's kind of similar. It's just, like, you know, you're you're just up against a machine. And you're like, well, i got to figure this out. And not, like, a computer machine, but a mechanical machine. And it's like, I can do this. I can figure out how this works. And,
1: and like, you also have to understand that any machine or, for that matter, any computer thing was invented by a person. Right. So you can figure it out. It's just... Like, for me to, to figure out, like, code for a website or whatever, it'll take me some time to figure out the code, but it's still invented by another human being. I can figure it out. It just might take a while.
0: That's so much more abstract, though, it scares the shit out of me. At least, like, a fan belt or something is a fucking fan belt, you know? Like you can yeah, no, like,
1: I, I prefer a physical machine to, like, a computer, but at the same point, it's it really is... Everything is just a matter of learning the way it works and the code. And, and I don't think a computer is any different from a physical machine, because a physical machine still has, like, a system and a code and all this sort of stuff, whereas, like, if, you, if you're if you learning code, uh, a code still has all these systems. You just have to learn the system, and then, I don't know.
0: It is kind of funny, though, right, how whatever your given discipline is doesn't really seem that hard from the inside but seems impossible to the outside yeah like I got my little film editing shit and you can do that too and Picard's got like his WordPress type website stuff like, I mean, it was WordPress. I could figure it out probably, but to me, I'm like, thank fucking God we have Picard, because I oh. cannot figure it out at all. But I could, but I can't, you know?
1: No, I, I mean...
0: And, like, with video editing, like, people seem to think of it like, oh, shit, if, if McNally doesn't do it, we're fucked. But it's not that hard. I learned the most of the meat of it in three days, you
1: know? Well, when uh, when Squidpod was just starting uh, before I died a horrible death... I had asked Tip uh, tap Tip Skilling to help me with a website, and then we got into this huge disagreement. And I felt like I couldn't ask him anymore, so I ended up going with a content management system with very basic HTML. I, I feel like I made a pretty good website, but the thing is, it's like if I really tried, if I really put my uh, nose to the grindstone. I can learn it, but why learn it when somebody else is specialized in it? Right. You can't be good at everything. You know, like, sometimes you have to admit defeat and just go, okay, you're better at this, you do it. Like, video editing, for example, like, you and I are both good at that, and it's like, it's funny how much of an asset people think that is, whereas, like, to me, it's like, it, well, it just makes sense.
0: And I guess the difference is, yeah, it's like it's not necessarily that hard to learn, you know, enough to get by, but, but then you try to visualize that person sitting at their computer for hour after hour after hour, and it's like, Learning. well, they're just not gonna, you know, like, yeah, it's not yeah. realistic, I guess. It's
1: like you either, pi- you either picked it up at a certain point or you don't, right? And it's like, it's the same reason why I'm not gonna be a, like a, a word editor. I'm not going to edit a book. Well, that's not necessarily true, but... I'm not going to edit...
0: But not as a job or whatever. As a
1: job, I'm not going to... There's so many things I'm not going to do in this life because I can't learn everything.
0: You know, I saw this list the other day. It was like 10 differences between professional artists and amateur artists. And it was weird because it was all stuff like... You know, focus on one thing don't be all ADD with your stuff that you like to do and make sure you finish stuff and just all these things that were right but made me realize I'm, I'm an amateur all the way because they're basically rules to make art not be fun yeah. <laughs> which I guess if you really want to make a paycheck out of it you gotta do that Full I don't want to do that though <laughs>
1: you know? well no it's, it's well I, I took the thing that I was most interested at the time and really focused on it and that's my career and now that I'm in it and now that it's also like I'm a print designer print is dying so there's only so many years where I'm valuable so at a certain point I'm going to have to retrain as something else but luckily I have all these other things that I've dabbled in so I have a foundation in a lot of things where if I want to shift my career I can do it
0: It'll be like Super Joel's max maximum mopeds. Like. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Super Joel's maximum mopeds, yeah. That's
0: not I mean that's a tentative title. <laughs> that's all I can think of. <laughs>
1: uh bitch kick, grab a slice because I have to pee.
0: Yeah, and I mean we're done. That's yeah, plenty. Yeah. plenty.
1: Alright. Okay, the reason I don't think there's U F O S is because there's so many deterrents for interstellar travel. Uh-huh. So many. Where, you think where the do you want to start? Tell you every time they. I'm not talking about the government. I'm talking about fucking physics. Okay. Okay. okay? I, I'm. I'm saying that not only do you have to cross the threshold of light speed. Then you have to also survive the bombardment of radiation and solar flares But there's so far technology ahead of us that okay, okay. We're talking light years Yeah, but let's say they're even that far I I would, could go through that shit Okay, honestly, I would say We're going to Mars Yeah, but that's within our solar system, right? And that's really hard. That's really hard. Oh
2: yeah, I know. A I, think my, see, I My
1: see, my thinking is if something yeah. was gonna yeah. explore here, yeah, they no, would no, come, come as a robot. Because robots don't have all those lousy pressures. Because you evolve on the on a planet in a certain way that you can't survive outside of that planet. So what's the first thing we send to Mars? We send a robot to Mars first. You know, we're gonna. Any, any any culture that's gonna send something to us, it's gonna send a robot first. And that robot is gonna be stupid enough not to. Like, it's gonna crash land and walk around. First. You're not gonna send Joe and Gary from Omicron and Percy I.A. down to like look yeah, at things because so you know it's it's way Ugh. more economical and safer to send a robot first and a robot is going to be dumb and clunky and it's going to just yeah. explore so this is why i don't believe in ufo's because if something's gonna land here It's gonna be a dumb robot That we're easily gonna find Well It's dumb, already dumb, been And you know. I have no Like bump. So So you're saying The Roswell thing Is maybe The dumb robot
0: Well I'm not even saying Roswell <laughs> I'm saying You know There's been other instances Whatever. And as as do as do as well. As well, it's what Roswell It's like other shit That <laughs>
1: we Kind of don't even think about, it, but yeah, Rosewell would I've be never, a good instance if you want to go with that. Well, okay, here's another thing. There's SETI, I hate, like, and and this is really why, either, so because SETI is underfunded like have, like, and not part of a government. No <laughs> SETI has been <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, for like, extraterrestrial life. Yeah, And, no and the easiest way to do it yeah. is radio, because yeah. everybody's going to discover radio. Yeah, And you know what they found so far? Yeah. Nothing. And it doesn't mean yeah. that, like, they won't find something
2: because
1: yeah. yeah. like i honestly think that there's there's
2: life on other planets it's like can't be... final countdown Final ca